0: Hi, and welcome. You are listening to the Happiness Hacks podcast, and I'm your host, Nancy Jane Smith. I'm a licensed professional counselor, and in this podcast, I share my stories, lessons, and hacks I've learned and I continue to learn on my quest to live happier. Show notes and the complete transcript can be found at live-happier.com backslash podcast. And this is episode 85. What does a good day look like? Hey, everyone. Excited to be back again. Today, we are going to be asking the question, what does a good day look like? And I want to unpack that a little bit for you, that I've been asking myself this question a lot lately, and it's such a simple question question <laughs> that has a lot of oomph to it. The reason I want to ask the question is in my tour for my book, The Happier Approach, and in working with clients and just talking to my friends and seeing it in my, in my own life, we are so frenzied. And I talked about this a little bit last episode of, of what I've been observing. We just have so much coming at us. And the number of people that have said to me, I just want some space. I just want some... Time. I just want some you know, ability to to be able to oh, take an exhale and not have so much coming at us. And I and I know, even though I don't have I don't have kids myself, but I know May is a particularly hellish time when it comes to kids activities and getting ready to the end of the year and all that stuff coming at us. So this might be a fun exercise as you're running from thing to thing to thing with your kids, or it might just be something for you to ponder uh, as we start the summer and, and hopefully a time where we can get some more space. Traditionally, summer is designed to give us a little more room to do our lives in a different way. So that was one reason I wanted to, to bring up this this question. But the other was, the reason I think the question is so powerful is because we spend so much time with our heads down, we're on the hamster wheel or we're on the treadmill, and we don't really look up and look around to ask, is this what I want to be doing? Is this how I want to be spending my time? Who said I needed to be doing this this way? Even to just unpack every little thing in your life, which I've kind of, I've kind of been doing that, like looking at Different habits I have, or different expectations I have for myself to say, Who said you need to do that? You know, last week I came out and said, You know, this podcast is just coming out twice a month. Once a week is too much for me. I can't come up with the content and record it and everything. And I spent much of the first part of this year beating myself up for the fact that I wasn't hitting the every week mark. And then to really say, well, you're the one that said it had to come out every week. <laughs> you're putting that expectation on yourself. And so I think we do that in a in a lot of ways. Obviously, there are things in our lives that we cannot control and there are expectations coming at us that we have to set up. But some of them, I think we really can push back on. And so the idea of what is a good day... Questioning yourself that way is being able to pull back and say, What is a good day? And when I've asked this to clients, a lot of times the answer that comes back involves a lot of space, like definitely time and space, but it also involves simple stuff of cooking breakfast with my family, or enjoying a home cooked meal, or going out to dinner together, or taking time to go to the park. There's little activities that are built in that allow for connection and space and time and fit their values. And so in my world, everything goes back to values. And if we're going to make a decision on how we want to be spending our lives, we need to be looking at our overarching values. And when we can look at our overarching values, then we can kind of pull stuff apart. And so I was at this book club last week, and they were talking about it was a group of moms, and they were talking about all the expectations they have on them, and all the different ways that the school tries to stay in touch. And there's websites and, and list serves and thing messages coming at them. And a couple of the moms said, Yeah, I totally unsubscribed from that service. Like I'm not on that listserv. And the moms that said that were like, I just can't do it. I don't have the time. It's too too much stuff coming at me. And the other moms who were still on the listserv, like some of them had this aha of, oh, I didn't realize I could get off the listserv. I didn't realize I could say no to that. And so it was kind of this freeing moment for them to be like, oh, I don't have to be checking that listserv all the time. I don't have to be keeping up with everyone on Facebook. I don't have to be constantly making sure that my kids get a home-cooked lunch every single day, that I can shake this up a little bit. I can change the rules and still be within the parameters of society and my values. And so that's what I want you to be thinking about when you're answering this question, what is a good day, is it really gets us back to basics. And it's a different energy to that question than the question I used to ask my clients would be, what is thriving look like to you? What is thriving? What is thriving? And that idea pulls you way out into this kind of surreal moment of what is thriving. And, and the, the positive of that question, which if that question is easier to answer, then go for it, is I can say what is thriving to me and I can be like, oh, it's having lots of space and lots of time with my family and, and tons of open time to think and write. And then being able to, to bring that stuff, break that down a little bit smaller so that I can say okay so in a thriving world I would have lots of space where in my life can I add more space where can I where can I do that so I can start deconstructing my life in a different way and looking to add in the stuff that I want to do to be thriving but the reason I like the what is a good day question is it doesn't have to be this huge thriving this gigantic goal it's just a it's just a good day what's a good day. And for a lot of us, I would question if we're having a lot of good days. I think we're so busy on that treadmill and on the hamster wheel that we aren't really checking in to say, is this the life I want to be living? Is this how I want to be spending my time? Do I want to be this engaged in every facet of my life? Do I want to be married to my to-do list? And when I look at my to-do list, does it matter half of this stuff? probably not. And so really having that honesty, that if I said to work, you know what, every day I'm leaving at five, I'm not staying after I'm going to leave at five every day. And that may feel like, oh my gosh, I can't possibly say that to them, they're really going to be mad at me. And then when you set that boundary, that may be totally aha to your boss to be like, oh, okay, she's going to leave at five. That's what she said. And she's going to get her work done because she's going to be really diligent about getting everything done in the time frame because she's leaving at five. And that may change how they do it. And they may not even have the expectation that you have to stay past five. That could be all in your head. <laughs> Now, it might not be, but it could be. And that's where just the idea of I've been asking myself, what rule can I bust here? What can I, you know, what do I not have to keep doing the way I've always done it? Because we get on these tracks of things. This is how I've always done it. This is the way I've always done it. Instead of pulling back to be like, oh, well, does it matter if every Friday we do pizza night or can we do Greek on Fridays? Then you can start asking yourself, oh, you know, do I have to be at work every day by eight or could I get in at 730 and leave at 430? Or does it, do I have to make sure that I bring the, the coolest Pinterest latest snack to this classroom? Or can I just be okay with boxed raisins? You know, so kind of giving yourself some room to question how you're living your life. What 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 are the expectations you're trying to strive for? And if you do want more space and time and more freedom, how can you add that into your life? Now, Something I'm going to talk about in a future episode is the idea that so many of my clients and myself included, dream of lots of time to do whatever they wanted and mountains of books and being able to read and being able to just think on things and journal and have all this beautiful spa, (laughs) spa spa-like existence. And when we get the time... And when we have the time to do that, we don't take the time to sit and read in the corner or go outside and drink our coffee sitting on the back porch. We fill it with more to-do list stuff. And so even when we get a chance to have space and and freedom, we don't capitalize on it. And that's something I'm going to put a, you know, kind of just tease you about that, because I think that's something I want you to be thinking on is, is that true for you? And why might that be? Why is it that the one thing we say we crave more than anything else is also the one thing that we set up our lives not to have? So we crave space and energy and we tell everyone we want space and energy, but we don't make it a priority. And why is that? So think on that. I'm going to be back to talk about that in a couple weeks. I hope that gives you some food for thought in the what does a good day look like question. Okay, that's the show. Thanks for listening. The Happiness Hacks podcast comes out every week. If you have questions, please email me, nancyjane at live-happier.com. I absolutely love hearing from you. Or you can follow me on Instagram at jane underscore live happier. And until next time, here's to living happier.